This edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by Warrior Wrestling. Check out Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series Night 3. This is the finale, the final show for Warrior Wrestling of 2020. It's going to feature Brian Pillman Jr. defending the Warrior Wrestling Championship against Trey Miguel of the Rascals. You can get it on Fight TV if you're not in the Chicago area, but if you are, definitely get your tickets right now. Without further ado, this is True Heel Heat. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Heel Phenom, SP3. Welcome to True Heel Heat 93. The road to 100 continues. On this edition of True Heel Heat, we will be discussing the latest wrestling news, including multiple AEW wrestlers testing positive for COVID-19. And the latest outbreak in WWE, this time over at the PC involving NXT talent. We will be also discussing for week 47 of the Wednesday Night War with WWE NXT and AEW Dynamite. A lot of changes going on to both shows due to going what happened with the virus. Preview for next week in the G1 Climax 30, Night 3 of Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series and wwe clash of champions this coming sunday i am back once again with the beautiful the lovely the princess of all the true heels miss chrissy love hello 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 <laughs> yes yes loving she, that shirt girl she, she got her she's got her hair did she got i don't i don't know I, th- I think between hair. between between her and hiroshi tadahashi the best hair i saw today Wow. He did have some nice hair, though. I was like, wow, look at this dude's hair. You you look like you're going out on a hot date. He looked like an auntie on Easter Sunday. I mean, hey, listen. <laughs> I can't do you on that analysis, okay? So after two weeks away across the pond, we got to, first of all, wish him a very, very happy belated birthday. He yeah. is... The president of the Titan Nation, the true <laughs> heel resident alcoholic himself, top guy JJ. Yes, yes, yes. It's great to be back. It is great to be back. I did miss you guys a lot, but I do not miss the. I do not. I will be glad to say that those two weeks away were amazing. And, um, I kind of need to get this off my chest a little bit before you finish your final introduction. Um, and we promise, Justin, you're going to get your proper due. Um, but this wanted endangerment charge, what I, I don't get the system. I don't get the system. And I can't start talking about wrestling until we acknowledge what happened to the lack of justice with Breonna Taylor. Like, yes. what, is, what is going on with society right now? Like, we, we waited 194 days. 194 days to get a wanton endangerment charge. Not murder, which is what it was. A wanton endangerment charge. Acknowledge your mistakes, America, and take the blame and actually be accountable for what you guys have done. 
it's all facts right there, sir. Definitely, we're going to have a hashtag justice for Bianca Taylor on this episode of True Hill Heat. Thank you for getting that off your chest before we get into anything. But we have a very, very, very special guest with us once again. His second time on True Hill Heat. This man is multi-talented and a vast, a vast uh, vault of knowledge in the wrestling world. World. He is the host of Lockdown Sessions over on the 1K Minted, 1K subscribers on Wrestling yes. YouTube channel. This man worked very, very hard to reach that plateau. He is one of the hardest working men in wrestling YouTube, in my opinion. The one, the only, the clap man, Justin Clapper. Oh, what an introduction. I kept looking behind me to see who you're actually having on. I'm like, this guy sounds great. I'd like the needle. Popping that cork to that 1K, that, my friend. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Hey, it's a pleasure to be back. And just off the heels of what you're saying, JJ, um, it's, it's the world we're living in right now. Uh, just sometimes I don't know if it's real or not. And it's just, uh, it's just an unfortunate. And you... And the sad part is, is when they announce 24 hours or two days ahead of time, hey, we're we're going to batten down the hatches and barricade uh, the town up in, in preparations for this. It's like, what in the shit is going on? Uh, so it, it's, it, man, it, it's crazy all over the place. And, and it's just, it's unfortunate. And I don't know when we're ever going to, are we ever going to get things right? I mean, the system what, is broken. It's been it was yeah. built broken. It's been broken, and we're only talking about one of the three that was involved. So the other two might just get off. So it's it just got to let that sink in, man. Like that, it's just what the hell is going on here? It, it's a broken system, and it's it's a very sad time in in our country when we have to deal with stuff like this, but. We have to use this platform to address these things, ladies and gentlemen. But for you, our viewers, our subscribers of True Hill Heat, we want to bring you away from that and give you some entertainment for the next hour or so. Justin, though, you join us once again from the good friends, the good brothers over at Wrestling Travel across the pond. But tell them a little bit about the Wrestling Travel YouTube channel and Lockdown Sessions, please. Awesome. Well, Wrestling Travel, as hopefully more people are getting to know we bring wrestling fans from around the world to their favorite wrestling events the last one we were able to do was over in tokyo at wrestle kingdom and i know we're going to talk a little new japan later on uh but when you book on with wrestling travel um we get you your tickets to the events you get your hotels all of our special events and the coolest thing that we do is we've you're not going to pay one low price we're going to split it up you got a down payment monthly payments since we've had the pandemic, um, what I've done is taken over our YouTube channel for something I call the lockdown sessions and originally started just to go, hey, what can I do for the guys and gals that are still that all of a sudden, hey, we, we can't perform. Um, I've done interviews, allowed them to plug them themselves, their brand, their merch. Uh, really, really proud of the work on lockdown sessions. We've had some fantastic guests. We continue to get awesome guests. And, and the coolest thing is... Um, if you get over to our YouTube channel, you're going to see names like Nikita Koloff. You're going to see the Blue Meanie. You're going to see Tyson Dukes. But now you're also going to see guys like Garrison Creed, 
Vince Valor. Um, who are these? Some of those are the best ones. You might not know who they are yet. Um, Joe Gacy, Anthony Green, and Kurt Stallion are three people that I can name off the top of my head right now that they're no longer going to be able to do an interview like the lockdown sessions because they are now signed to NXT. So we got a lot of a lot of hidden gems over there. So please uh, give us a look. Uh, I could always use I could always use a couple thumbs up on those pages. Get our watch hours up. Um, and if you don't like it, man, give me a thumbs down, put a comment on there, tell me what I could do better. But I tell you what, watch my very first one with Alicia Atute, and then watch one of my later ones. And I've really gotten rid of the ums and ahs in there. I've improved my journalistic <laughs> integrity. Is I mean, I'm still looking stuff up on Wikipedia. Let's not let's not get crazy, but at least I'm mm -hmm. uh, controlling what I say. So thank you very much for having me back on. I love you guys. Uh, we, that's actually how we met us through the lockdown sessions. You guys actually yep. gave us a, a good compliment on there. And I said, I got to talk to these guys. And, uh, I've been fans ever since. And, uh, I'm a big fan in wrestling of one hand helps the other. And I'm hoping to get you guys up. I'm going to pull you up to 1000 with us and, uh, everything we do from here on out. I don't see why wrestling travel and true heel heat aren't just, you know, we're brothers. We're side by sides and sisters. <laughs> we're we're uh, yeah. We're like this, guys, and uh, I'm very, very honored to be here. Absolutely, and we are honored to have you back on True Hill Heat, sir. You are doing great work, not only current uh, signees to WWE, but former WWE talent like the artist formerly known as Santino Marella, Eric Rowan. He's he, This man is doing a lot of great work over there on Wrestling Travel YouTube channel, so give him a thumbs up, share the videos, comment underneath the videos, and for this True Hill Heat 93, give us a thumbs up, comment down below to talk about the ongoing topics we got our live chat for the premiere you can chat about anything that we're talking as well as the g1 we'll talk about later at clash of champions first of all our first thing that we have to say is that this true hill heat is brought to you by a uh, wrestling travel and true hill heat friends over at warrior wrestling their stadium series night three this saturday september 26 is going to be featuring brian pillman jr versus trey miguel for the warrior wrestling championship so you can check that out on Fight TV. They, have, yeah, they got three nights of wrestling. Yes, it, this is the final the final night. It was three straight Saturdays. Justin has been there live in Chicago. We will talk about uh, some of the matches on that card when we end when we end the show with our preview for this coming week. But we have to start off before we get to our roll call with some sad news. An another bit of sad news before we, we cheer you guys back up. And we had a loss in the wrestling community. A very, a very uh, big loss. A shock, honestly, to the wrestling system on uh, me I, as you have I talked about on True Hill Heat in the past I started working with Sports Kita as a writer an individual that just became a contributor to uh, Sports Kita who was doing the reviews for Monday Night Raw a WWE Hall of Famer and a part of one of the greatest tag teams in history Road Warrior Animal has passed away uh, this past Wednesday came as a shock very young age 60 years young this 
this individual just celebrated the anniversary with him and his wife and just out of nowhere just um passed away on wednesday road warrior animal was a part of the road warriors aka the legion of doom former champions in the nwa over in japan the wwf all over the place this is the the biggest drawing tag team in wrestling history is the road warriors and they are reunited again in heaven our thoughts and prayers to uh road warrior animal joe laranitis's wife and his family his son everyone that all the friends and family for them our thoughts and prayers is out to them before we get into our roll call do you guys have any memories of the road warriors you'd like to mention i want to start with you justin i know you were actually acquaintances with road warrior animal getting to meet him what's the thought that uh, came across your mind when you find out uh, I, I woke up very early unusually early and uh, saw that and thought well certainly somebody's playing a, a joke or somebody you know an internet troll but uh unfortunately as as the as the time passed i found out that it was true um the road warriors the very first tag team uh, and i mentioned this on our podcast that we had you on earlier when i first saw the road warriors i'm much older than all of you but they actually scared me um <laughs> i was like oh man because i thought man these guys are beating the heck that doomsday device and they had that Stan Hansen just attitude and nasty. Um, I, I was scared of them. And I was scared for wrestlers that had to go in there. But uh, most recently in December was at a seminar with uh, Road Warrior Animal. Um, every time I did see him, he was very gracious of his time. Um, always wanted to talk wrestling. Like, listen, I'll talk anything you want. Um, I know he was at that time we were talking about AEW and he was a little critical on the, uh, on the officials there going, I hope they tighten it up. He was always loving the fact that the, the boys and girls had another place to work. So he's hoping that maybe AEW would reach out to him and he could talk about their tag division. Um, I mentioned another wrestler on the podcast um, who's with AEW and uh, had recently appeared on a, on an independent show and was a little big for his britches uh i don't mind to say it was luchasaurus and road warrior animal just said hey listen i'm in every damn hall of fame that they've ever built and i don't act like that if anybody could act like that it would be me and there's no reason for him to act like that so he was a class act through and through um it's it's i said it's unfortunate at these times that this is when people all of a sudden realize and go, hey, I, th I don't think with the Road Warriors, I think we all realized uh, even before this happened how great they were. But like I said, the one thing that's coming through all this is all of the great memories of Joe and a lot of clips are surfacing, a lot of pictures that I've never seen before. So uh, rest in peace. I mean, he was just barely 60. He turned 60 on September 12th. So yeah. Um, yeah, sorely, yeah, sorely gonna be missed. So, uh, Chrissy Love, your earliest memory of the Road Warriors or Legion of Doom? Um, my earliest uh, memory or fondest thing about them, um, I don't know if you guys had like the wrestling, like the buddies. I'm given my age now, and um, I was fortunate to have the Road Warriors, and I had Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. And me and my brothers, and we used them, and we had them in. You had the wrestling buddies. Yes. 
Look, we all around the same age, boo boo. I mean, exactly. <laughs> so I had I had the wrestling buddies, and I just remember was so excited. I got it like for Christmas, and me and my brothers were. And mind you, I'm the oldest, but they were much younger than me. But I would make them play with me, like if they were like dolls, and we would like have like pretend tag matches with them. And uh, I remember seeing them at SummerSlam, and then seeing them ride their motorcycles in '92. I just thought it was like one of like the coolest things ever. I was like wrestlers, like they get to ride motorcycles. I was like, I want to do all, I want to do all of that. As a kid, I just like, and like awe. So I, that's one of my fondest memories of them, and like just being one of the greatest tag teams in history. To be honest, one of them. Um, it just sucks that you know, 2020 has been a hell of a damn year, and just he just made his birthday, and he just like just to pass away out of nowhere. It's just really sad. And my prayers go to his family, and just you know, it's just really sad. But that's my memory of like the Legion of Doom. Yeah. I know we, we said a lot about them on our Dark Side of the Ring yes. review, talking about the last of the Road Warriors. I know you, you JJ, are a big fan of them. Your earliest memory of the Legion of Doom Road Warriors. Man, I'll just tell you, basically, I'll tell you what made me become like a mark for them. And this is right on your side of the world, Justin. That SummerSlam motorcycle entrance, when they came out, I was like, oh, my God, I want to be them. Oh, right. my God. They, they look like the best things ever. When they came out on the motorcycles, because those entrances did not happen at that time. Right, right. And they came out blazing because they had that long aisle because they was at Wembley, and they had that long right. Ooh, that was, it was like... That shit gave me chills. And then actually having a chance to meet him and talk to him. And I actually had like a, a funny question to ask him when they made their return in nine, in WrestleMania 14. I was like, dude, why the hell did y'all wear these outfits that took you like 20 years to take off? <laughs> so, yo, he, he was like, I don't know why we picked those outfits because it took longer for us to take those off than to have the match. <laughs> like he was just so approachable with everything, and he was literally through and through with wrestling, as Justin said. He was literally a wrestling savant. Like he, yeah. he was known and respected by everyone that came around them. You literally talked to him for thirty. He had no time, but he made time to talk to anybody that approached him. So literally, if he's walking down the, the hallway, you can count one minute and you will see how many people speaks to him in that one minute. It will be at least 10. And he literally, even if it's a sentence or two, if it's something, he gets something to you. And he was that. And you don't get that with many legends, especially legends like that. People that was that big in the industry. He was just so damn humble. He was such a regular guy. And following him for over 25 years, it was like, is this normal? Right. This is, I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I would think you would be an asshole or something like that. You're too good for us. But he was just so normal. Mm -hmm. Like, he was one of the dudes that I met that I, I didn't even want to take any photos with. I just wanted to enjoy my conversations with. So just enjoying kicking it with him and like, yo, why, why Sonny? Like, why you came out with Sonny? Like, for what? Why y'all, why, why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm used to Paul Ellering and all these, and you come out with this chick. <laughs> like, so it was just more of just like, just kicking bullshit and just talking regular and just talking wrestling. He was such a damn good dude, man. And, and, and 
Hawk Hawk is finally gonna you know get some sense slapped into him because he's probably having more drinks than I am up in heaven right now. You know, <laughs> probably acting a damn fool. And, and, and Animal is going up there to check him right now and going to take the damn tag titles right now. Yes, the indeed. Our thoughts and prayers to the family of Road Warrior Animal. A g- good drop right there by Justin with the DVD, the Road Warriors yes, DVD. The DVD. The <laughs> DVD. I'm a big classic. fan of physical media because stuff go- stuff comes and goes off all the streaming services. But I'm just saying this is what the uh, steady diet of this here this week for me. But if you can get this. I highly recommend it. For sure. And also a RIP out to famous uh, football player Gail Sayers as well. So a lot of loss this week, a lot of stuff going on. But we are here to entertain you, the viewers of True Hill Heat, the listeners, our subscribers. We want to shout all of you guys out on our True Hill roll call. This is where we shout out everyone who's supporting the True Hill Heat movement, whether that be on social media, YouTube, any of the podcast platforms are true heel trinity our conversation starters top three from our facebook group page coming in at number three is charles kirkhoff coming in at number two is the new japan aficionado james wims and coming in at number one is the negro buck nick jackson uh True heels that we got to consistency, boy. Consistency. He's he's the Goldberg. He's the WCW Nitro. The consistency. He's about to get his jersey in the Raptors with uh, Steve and Romeo. I thought being gone for a couple weeks, he might get some competition, but I guess that didn't change. No, no. Yeah. Uh, tr- True Hills, we got a shout out. David Campbell, Antoine Rutledge, uh, Jordan Dakota, Ryan and Jason Goodman. Our subscriber highlight Kwame Shafir commented on True Hill Heat 92. That parking lot brawl was the first mainstream wrestling match on YouTube I have seen in several months. That match, definitely one of the best matches of 2020, was absolutely yeah. phenomenal because the wrestling, selling, tag team chemistry, and creativity was definitely off the chain this match was much better than the underwhelming uh, backlot brawl cinematic match from a few months ago let's be honest you won't see that type of match very much on the creatively restrictive wwe main roster nowadays Uh, on true also on true hill heat 92 you said you said antoine rutledge that's one of the one of the ogs to the true hills yo yes yes he is beginning beginning he is. That's the good brother. The good brother. I think he's over in uh, Georgia, originally from the BX. But yes, he. We had to shout him out. He's, he's commenting on the group page. Uh, our one of our other subscriber highlights, Dylan Atloff. Uh, he says on True Hill Heat ninety two, great video. I'm a huge old school Kane fan, so I love this discussion, guys. Uh, over on Wednesday night, Warrior sixteen, Pele. Penlu101 says Romeo would sing along Chris Jericho's song if he was in attendance. He strikes me as a karaoke guy, lol. Romeo was very hard on uh, the fans uh, singing along to Judas, so I guess that's a little... uh, clap back from our comment section about that and true hill true what? rewind yes yes you know romeo that's it's just romeo. romeo trying to that's, that's just bad troll work because his ass would be singing with them 
pretty much. And True Rewind 21, our king of the comment section, Kayfabe Tactics, says, Oh my god, you guys are cracking me up today. Sean Mike Sean isn't a drug dealer, he's a drug addict. The that was one of my quotes, actually. Uh the whole com the whole segment about dunking on Amen Johnson as well. You three are such a great listen. So check check out True Rewind 21, where we talk about the go home show for uh I think it's in your house seasons beatings from wwf raw as well as wcw nitro and that takes us into what we missed of course we had week one opening weekend for the g1 climax nights we had nights nope i'm sorry it's all good <laughs> so i just ignored a call sorry damn no worries <laughs> What we missed was the opening weekend, opening week for G1 Climax 30 nights 1 through 4. On night 1, we had Suzuki versus Ishii in a matchup where these two men beat the crap out of each other. One man being 52 years old, the other being 44 years old, and they just beat each other like they stole something. It was like a grandpa and an older an older father fighting at a wedding from a couple of comments that I saw on Twitter. We also saw Ibushi defeat Okada in two. This was two really great matches to start off night one. I know our I, I know our resident our resident uh G1 climax uh I don't I don't know what you want to call your 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 uh your relationship with the G1 climax and why you think it sounds like a porno, Chrissy Love, but you you for the first time since you've been on True Hill Heat, you have decided to watch the G1 climax. What did you think of night one? Uh night one was uh so okay, so see what happened. I watched it all in in, in Japanese. I know that you can watch it with the English commentators. It's so better in Japanese. As I explained this to Justin on, on Wrestling Travel. Okay, the, so, the Japanese commentary has the enthusiasm and the energy. Right. So, okay. So, yeah. So, I watched the first night in whole Japanese. And then I watched the second night in full English. And I was like, these guys sound so boring. Like, what is, like I don't understand anything the other guys were saying. But they, they kept me in tune with what was happening. So I felt like night two was just like a drag because I was like, oh, my God, they're just so boring. Oh, my goodness. But I was just so surprised at the Okada match. I was like, who did we pick? I think you you and Romeo picked Okada. I went with Ibushi. And you see, I was going to check out copy you because you always be getting them right. But I enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to have to watch the next night in, in full Japanese. I'm not going to understand crap they're saying. But I understand, you know, but I get the. The energy from it so I, I, they have very interesting costumes some of them are very very good looking um i put names to faces now huh uh-huh yeah. <laughs> like i saw juice i was like that's what juice looks like okay so it was it was very interesting drew's dressed like a blues brother meets freddie mercury his he new said, look okay. That's that's yeah, that that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, they get the hair, the all of the hair is all over there anyway, so they get the, the, the good good hair anyway. So 
I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you're getting into the G1 swing of things. Over on night two, we had uh, Zack Saber Jr. upset Evil in a and that was one I wasn't really expecting. Me myself included, as well as Naito defeating Tadahashi in an absolute classic match of the year candidate on night two. Tadahashi uh, was back in rare form. This this man is one of the greatest professional wrestlers in history, and he showed off once again. Again, Taishi gets an upset over Suzuki on night three, as well as Ishii and Osprey in an absolute banger. We also had Jay White defeat Abushi to go 2-0 and on night three, as he calls it. It's not the G1, it's the J1 from uh, the, the the mouth of Switchblade. And Switchblade, I have to I have to say, you guys should just go out and watch this matchup on night three for Jay White being the consummate heel because the fans are not allowed to chant to chant at the at the G1 because of the pandemic. He started off the match by going outside the ring and saying, why are you guys saying chanting? Ibushi, Ibushi, go ahead. Oh yeah, I can say it, you can. <laughs> I love Jay White. Jay White is he's awesome. Like, for um, me. He's like a younger version of Bane. <laughs> After that plays Bane, I can't remember his name right now. But you know oh, Tom, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. He looks like Tom Hardy with the beard, like just everything. I'm pretty sure when we get to Monday Night Raw, that won't be the last reference to Bane. Um, but no, also, no. also on I Thursday, no reference for Bane either. It's an insult, but anyway. On Thursday, we saw in the main event, Naito defeat ZSJ in a technical wrestling clinic, and that was the first week from the G1 Climax 30. You can check out J News Japan, where he gives you in-depth analysis and review for all the nights of the G1 uh, 30. Over on Saturday, we had Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series Night 2 with Brian Pillman Jr. versus uh, Warhorse. Brian Pillman successfully defending the Warrior Wrestling Championship, as well as Trey McGee. Miguel wins the triple threat battle of the rascals to become the number one contender for the warrior wrestling title to set up the championship match on night three justin you were there live in chicago at the big stadium what was your match of the night for warrior wrestling night two of the stadium series it was completely going it just kept getting better and i'm not just saying that because we love those guys but it was definitely going to be rascal versus rascal versus rascal. Um, and then I thought we were going to have a drop-off with Warhorse and Pillman. And we had anything but that match. Uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it yet. That was inside the ring, outside the ring. Uh, everybody just bringing it to Warrior Wrestling. Um, so it, it's kind of a toss-up there. And immediately following... Uh, Pillman didn't even have a chance to, to hold the belt up, and Trey Miguel is in his face uh, getting us ready for this week, where, again, I don't know what match I'm looking forward to the most. Um, the North, we forgot to talk about them earlier. The North are going to be there, one of my favorite tag teams of all time. I saw them. We sponsored Bound for Glory with Impact last year in Chicago, and watching those guys go off, I'm like, where, where have I been? There are so many people that... I don't call it I sleep on, but I just don't realize, including, and I'm going to step away from this last one because he wasn't there, but Benjamin Carter from night one, if you get a chance to watch Benjamin Carter versus Brian Cage, Benjamin Carter jumping in there and filling in for Alex Zane, an absolute freaking war. So what the coolest thing we talked about this earlier, guys, 
um, Warrior Wrestling, you got to order this stuff on Fight TV. If you're close, you got to go to independent organizations like this because I've known about Benjamin Carter and plenty of these other guys um, quite a number of days and weeks ahead of the, the mainstream. So you're getting a chance to see guys that are going to be, you know, look at, look at Benjamin Carter blowing up on that big stage. Now, Sid, you got to watch Ben Carter this past Wednesday, and you also got to watch that match with Brian Cage. I mean, apples to apples right there. I mean, that was an absolute freaking war with he's, uh, he's, Cage. He has to be the, the hottest independent wrestler right now. We're going to definitely talk about uh, AEW late night dynamite and what we miss. But before we get to that, we gotta make a stop in the wwe i'm sorry guys uh on on friday on friday where's my uh, drink where's my drink, where's my drink? Where, is my fucking, where is my fucking drink on friday night refill this shit wait, right wait, wait, now wait, we're gonna get to the good one first on I'm, friday I'm, night I'm, SmackDown, i gotta refill my terry mana right now because... on friday night smackdown roman reigns and jay white and jay uh see excuse me jay uso Excuse me, Jay Uso defeat uh, Sheamus and King Corbin in a Samoan street fight. We also see uh, a Samoan street fight. It was not a Samoan street fight. It was just a regular street fight. Well, there were Samoans in it. There were Samoans in it. We also saw a great video package talking about the history of the Anawayu family and their past with the Paul Heyman. We also saw AJ Styles and Sami Zayn in a very fun sprint. And then uh, Jeff Hardy sets up a ladder match for the IC titles uh, for Clash of Champions. And Bailey attacks Sasha Banks after her promo, her return promo, talking about Bailey turning on her. Uh, Chrissy Love, we, we want to say thank you and congrats for the return of SmackDown with the Lynches. I know I know it's a lot for you being a mother of two of two sons. You're 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 beautiful, smart boys, and you you have to you have to really like squeeze squeeze the the oranges. It seems like <laughs> to get. Yeah. I love the cohesiveness with the Otis yes. shirts. It, it, this was uh, appropriate, appropriate return. It was appropriate for him getting his whole, like, you know, you know, getting served papers. I was like, there's no, there's no question, but that we had to wear our t-shirts and, you know, for him. So, um, but yeah, I had to like, kind of like, did we not just watch this whole thing for like two hours and now I'm trying to record this thing and you guys are not giving me anything? So <laughs> what was your thoughts on what's been your thoughts on the Roman Reigns uh Jay Uso build up for Clash of Champions, especially that great video package talking about the Anawayu family? First of all, uh, if 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 this is all Paul Heyman's baby, bravo. Rob fucking Bo, because that package right there, we haven't had packages like that in a long time. And then his voiceover on it, perfection. I'm I'm loving this building. I love the like the looks between um Roman Reigns and Jay. I think it's perfect. And then the whole ending of the match, like Roman Reigns could have thought that he was gonna finish the match, but no, Jay came and finished it off for him. It was like, yeah, mad excited. So I am super excited to see what will happen. Um, at Class of Champions with this whole match. Um, but yes, the buildup is that I think that they're fighting too soon, but hey, what do I know? 
I mean, I mean, Jey Uso is not the type of guy that anyone's going to think is going to beat Roman. So this is a great start for this new character of the big dog. Over on Monday Night Raw, I'm just going to flat out say it was one of the worst episodes of 2020 as we saw retribution being signed to wwe contracts and revealing some of their names which i'm just i'm just gonna go through everything first here some some of their names um so the names are t-bar mace and slapjack slapjack we also saw their in-ring debut in the main event versus Hurt Business. WrestleVotes reports that the that talent backstage thought the names were hilarious and are giving these new stars an uphill battle. Top Guy JJ, you've been away for two weeks. What was your response to the names and the in-ring debut of Retribution? I'm gonna let Chrissy go with this one because I because Chrissy's very anxious, just as I am. So Chrissy. Started off, and I promise I will finish this. Okay, so this is the creative team, right? So we're we're here. We're at the round table. Okay, let's get a group, right? And we're gonna have put them all in face masks, you know, because it's a whole pandemic and everything. We're gonna put them in whole ski masks. We're gonna put them all in black, right? And then we're gonna have them just come and fuck shit up because they are upset of how shit is ran, right? And they don't have any contracts, and they're so upset, and they just wanna fuck shit up because they don't like anything that they're doing. But then we rewind. Like, how many weeks ago did we see them? Maybe like is it like five weeks now we've seen them. Okay. No, it's been it's been it's been like a, uh, it's been since before SummerSlam. It's almost two months. Yeah. Almost okay. So fast forward is like eight and a half weeks. Sure, whatever. Anywho, so now we fast forward to Monday Night Raw, and then we see these people in these half bane insulted masks, and then you're like, I mean, we kind of knew who they were, but then they say. They get contracts. How are we giving contracts to people that didn't want any contracts in the first place and they wanted to fuck shit up anyway? What was the whole point of you saying that you didn't like how they ran things, but then you signed contracts to be ran by these people that you said you didn't ran before? I I don't get it. I After that whole segment, I checked out the whole show. I didn't even watch it. I didn't care. I didn't want to see it. I was, I was, I was just annoyed by the whole thing. They have half masked and they went against the Hurt Business. Retarded. Go ahead, Justin. I mean, JJ. Well, no, let's let's get it over to our special guest. We love to ask yeah, our yeah, guests yeah, please, what's, please, their, what's their judge on, on retribution. Everybody's got a smile on their face to this episode. J- Justin, you weren't <laughs> able to touch on it on Wrestling Travel uh, Podcast. I know you have the past episodes, but what are your thoughts on Retribution's in-ring debut and their outrageously corny names? I have been against this since the beginning we've run this was i'm like all right well they're gonna do this again wrestling always okay we always end up rehashing but this shit went on it's been going on forever and now we got uh freaking t-bar jackhammer skid mark uh jj foobar i don't even know what the hell is going on you know uh and it's just though it's just it's absurd i want to believe a little bit in my entertainment my wrestling i want to suspend my disbelief exactly what chrissy's saying what it's just ah and i hate to see it i i, I hate to go it, it, i say it every week when i talk about this 
I hate to shit on the product anywhere, but here I am. Once again, you guys are making me do this. You are the ones doing this to me. Justin, Justin, stop being nice. <laughs> stop being nice. It's, yeah. Well, I'm going to turn it over to you because I can't wait to hear what you have to say, Fubar. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. So, so, so here you go, slap nuts. <laughs> this is literally, I, I swear, I swear on everything I love. I try to think of all of the worst things that I've experienced in wrestling. I try to think about the Lashley sisters. I try to think about the 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 bullshit. This is your life with the the, the bad version of this is your life. I try to think about the the horrible swamp fight that I just saw this year. I try to think about all the bad shit that I've seen this year, and retribution not only exceeds it, they <laughs> have made this almost making raw almost unwatchable. Yep. And mind you, Raw has some decent shit in the middle of it. Yep. But when Retribution has five fucking segments in a three-hour show where I have to now follow Slapjack, T-Bar, and Mace, so now I'm following Bane, Katana, and one of the Jokers from fucking Dark Knight. So this is basically who I'm following. I'm following three cartoon characters, and then I'm following two chicks that don't even have names yet. The two women don't even have fucking names yet. So so we so got, we got we got breaking news as well on that. What's their name? This this, this is a so 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 it's a company that that is talking about greed and 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 pain and suffering and what they want to do to the brand. They signed the contract, so y'all y'all are taking the same money that the rest of the roster is taking, but you're now, the money you're taking is different from the money that everybody else is taking, but your money is different. Your money is pure. Their money is off greed, but you guys, it, I don't even know how you sell this. How do you sell this? How do you sell signing rebels to destroy your company? You signed them. You gave them videos. You gave them a fucking screen with a fucking logo now. They have an entrance theme. How is this possible? You have actually built a production set for a bunch of rebels that don't belong there. That's trying to fuck your company up. But you're upping up your production for them? Like, how, how is this working? How, how is this possible? Chrissy, I see so your hand far, is raised. So, so, so does that mean that they don't work on NXT anymore? No, they're, ex no. they're signed to Monday Night Raw. They are, they are working from, they are no, working no. for Monday Night Raw to destroy Monday Night Raw, but they've been hired by Monday Night Raw. Right. Go figure. Like, what the fuck? So, so the breaking news that I have here is from uh, Russell Votes. Russell Votes reported today that the one of the names for the one of the female talent, either Mercedes Martinez or Mia Yim, or oh, either one, was apparently scrapped before uh, Monday Night uh, Raw. But the name was going to be Shattered. Yes, Shattered. Just like our hopes in this shitty ass storyline, shattered. So we're was gonna, gonna have... be was gonna be uh, the name, and apparently, so what uh, is gonna be shattered and scorned? That's gonna be their names. 
hey, you never know there. And apparently, uh, T Bar put a Bane, a Bane like, um, a Bane like, uh, how does Dijak not laugh after every single after every single segment? How does he not start dying laughing after every segment? I don't even think they want to do it, to be honest. Hey, he he he's 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 at least having fun with it. Let's let's. Yeah, I'm let's say, how do you not die laugh after that shit? He he's at least having fun with this. With his, he says that he wasn't. He was. You guys weren't made from the from the PC. He was born from it. Uh, in a Bane like promo. So you gotta you gotta love how they're just playing into the complete corniness that is this storyline. But overall, Monday Night Raw that wasn't the only bad thing. I mean, we're there was some good. We had Randy Orton returning to lay out Drew McIntyre. Uh, Head of SP, Clash of Champions. SP, SP, help me here, like, because Randy Orton to me is the best thing in WWE right now, and then you have Retribution that's the worst thing in WWE right now. How the fuck do I level this out? Randy Orton no. isn't the best thing in WWE. That's what I just Ro- said. That's what I think. That's what Roman, I think. Roman Reigns is the Roman best Reigns thing in is WWE. yes, he is. But I, I, I and Randy, it, Randy's been off TV for for too long, so it's just they it. just. They just muddied the, the water. We also had Braun Strowman beat Dabakato in uh, oh, Raw Underground. Oh, we had Andrade oh, and we had Andrade and Garza, who broke up last week, become number one contenders a week later uh, for, the, for the Raw Tag Team titles. And to top everything up, the cherry on top of this worst Raw of 2020, Seth Rollins brings back the Mysterio paternity test storyline from 2005. But Aaliyah is somehow the best actor throughout this whole storyline, and she shows dissension in the Mysterio family. You know, uh, it was Monday Night Raw. Props, props to Aaliyah because Aaliyah did a damn good job. Like a- Aaliyah played that shit out, yo. Aaliyah started crying. She started playing the night, yo. A, a, pro- a props to Aaliyah. This is WWE shit, man. But props to Aaliyah because Aaliyah did the fucking work, man. Aaliyah did that shit. Yeah, I said the only bright spots of Monday Night Raw was Randy Orton and Aaliyah Mysterio. I know the bar was low, but at least she was a highlight. Uh, <laughs> also, had ROH Pure Tournament. David Finley beat his New Japan mentor, Rocky Romero, and Matt Seidel defeated Delirious in a rekindling of a classic ROH rivalry as they both move on in the tournament. NWA UWN Primetime Live had Thunder Rosa defeat Priscilla Kelly to successfully defend the NWA woman's title as well as uh, Elia I mean uh, Eli Drake defeated Watts and AEW had a had a show in the middle of the week after the NBA playoffs AEW late night dynamite on the same day as AEW dark we had Sean Spears on uh, late night dynamite defeat Matt Seidel in his dynamite uh, debut we had Anna Jay defeat Brandy Rose in a surprisingly pretty good match and the the match of the night was definitely the opener as Scorpio Sky defeated the aforementioned Benjamin Carter in an awesome TV match. We also on Dark had uh, Ricky Starks defeat Christopher Daniels. Eddie Kingston defeat uh, Brian Pillman Jr. in the main event. And once again, Ben Carter is showing out on AEW Dark as he and Lee Johnson have one of the best AEW Dark matches in its history. So Ben Carter with two back-to-back bangers on Dark and Late Night Dynamite. I know, Justin, you are a big fan of Ben Carter. What have you been thinking about the big buzz for him this week on AEW shows? Uh, just uh, one second here. I want to just point out that 
Um, if you're going to give Aaliyah Mysterio all that credit for crying at Raw, I've been crying since SummerSlam, since Retribution every week. Uh, so I want a little bit extra. But no, Ben Carter. Um, out of the Black and Brave camp with Seth Rollins. Uh, getting it done. I'm so happy to see guys like that on the national stage. And that's one of the things that even though um, AEW sometimes the storylines and some of the stuff rubs me the wrong way, but my hat is off to them for the AEW dark. They're giving a lot of people um, during this pandemic time, a lot of people some airtime and getting some people over. So Ben Carter is a name to look out for. Now, best wishes uh, to Ben, as he just announced today, that obviously he's got, um, he ended up uh, testing positive for the, the coronavirus. So, uh and everybody that's been testing positive that i see in the wrestling world has been hey i feel okay but i was exposed and uh, i gotta take my, my my time off so i want that shine to still stay on them for these two weeks and and i know it will especially if people watch that brian cage match um but look at look at they elevated warhorse they're elevating ben carter um I'm, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing with these guys so, yeah, for sure, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to uh, Ben Carter, who did reveal that he tested positive for the coronavirus. But definitely he had a, a lot of buzz, probably the best day of his career on Tuesday. I will say, watching that Brian Cage match from Stadium Series Night 1, my girl actually watched it with me, and she said that he reminded her of, ben of Brian Kendrick, Spanky, in a lot of ways. And I know the commentators were talking about how he reminded them of his trainer Seth Rollins as well as Paul London so he's getting a lot of praise I know uh top guy JJ you were a big fan of his matchup on late night dynamite for for, for me to watch uh, a episode of wrestling at midnight because the NBA playoffs didn't end until midnight and to catch that match and actually stay up for it I was not only impressed by both Ben Carter, and if you see the match, if you look on social media and you see all the comment section, the entire comment section literally says sign Ben Carter. Like, so, so the love for Ben Carter was phenomenal, which I absolutely love, and I just hope that it's something that is remembered because the match that both props to him and Scorpio Sky, my God, from what I saw that night on the, the Late Night Dynamite episode, they put on a match. They put on a damn good match. And also for both him and for Scorpio Sky as well. Because Scorpio Sky hasn't had... Scorpio Sky puts on good matches. But it looks like he had put on some work in that match. Like, that match was phenomenal. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And we know what Scorpio Sky is capable of in the ring. But for him to go back and forth with Ben Carter like that, it was beautiful. And I had no idea who the hell Ben Carter was. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> and I'm just watching this match like, who is this kid? Because he is making Scorpio work. <laughs> because this was awesome. Like, So I don't know Ben Carter. So when I saw that, that opened my eyes. So now I got to start going back and just starting to watch some more of his matches. Because this kid was impressive. If he pulled that out of Scorpio, I got to see what he pulled out of the other athletes that he fought. 
Yes, I would I would definitely suggest anyone to watch that matchup with Brian Cage from Stadium Series Night 1. Like Justin says, Warrior Wrestling puts you on to these wrestlers before they break out on television like Ben Carter did. And then finally, what we miss, Impact Wrestling had Kylie Ray challenging uh, Deanna Parazza for the knockout title at Bound for Glory. We had Eddie Kingston return to confront e- Eric Young, setting up a title, a world title rematch at Victory Road on October 3rd. And Top Guy JJ's another favorite of his, Tinelle Dashwood, made her return and she defeated Jordan Grace in the main event on Impact Wrestling. Hey! That, <laughs> that <laughs> segues us to our top news. And speaking, you know, we just talked about Ben Carter and what happened with him testing positive for the coronavirus. So we got to talk about AEW and WWE COVID 19 update. Number one contender for the AEW World title lance archer revealed on twitter wednesday afternoon that he tested positive for the coronavirus from a family member and would be off of aew dynamite this week it was later revealed and confirmed with multiple sources from john alba of spectrum sports 360 and sean rossap of five full select that several individuals present at the september 9th aew taping that ben carter was uh competed at have tested positive for the virus in the two weeks since john alba also tweeted over the last few months uh, AEW has by far had the most extensive COVID-19 protocols among any wrestling companies that chose to run during the pandemic. The conditions of how or where the virus was transmitted is not entirely clear at this time. Hoping everyone is okay. He also tweeted, and I quote, it's entirely plausible talent were kept off this week's show for precautionary reasons and didn't necessarily test positive. But we can report that there were multiple positive cases in the past couple of weeks involving talent who were present at tapings earlier this month. Alba and Sap also indicated that it is unknown if the tests were conducted together or separate and multiple talents were left off of this week's uh, tapings if they tested positive or were ill and showing systems. Brian Cage is among those uh, in a since to uh, deleted tweet uh, confirmed that he was feeling sick. He said he was the best body guide so it was kind of a weird flex in that tweet. That's probably why he deleted it. Uh, also this week we had CMLL over in Mexico reported that four of their wrestlers uh i know ultimo guerrero as well as bandito tested positive for the virus and would lead to changes to their anniversary show which is coming up and this news follows another story where wwe had another huge outbreak of the virus this time at the performance center with nxt talent frightful select and john alba also reported on that one saying that there were uh, several positive tests the week of september 9th that resulted in significant changes to programming with many recruits training at the temporary performance center testing positive for the virus the test results led to led to several uh, classes at the performance center being canceled with some essential coaches apparently sticking around and apparently there was a coach at the pc that was the person that kind of spread the virus to other people the performance center mandates that masks be worn while outside of the ring but not inside the ring or in the gym area wwe 
WWE was aware of the situation before last night's episode of NXT. So both WWE NXT and AEW Dynamite had very significant changes due to all of this news. What are your guys' thoughts on the virus finally hitting AEW and affecting their TV taping despite their protocol and precautions in place? We will start with you, Justin. Uh, one of the things I want to say, a little bit of insider information, if you will, um, of my unnamed sources. I know that a lot of places, when they are testing for the coronavirus, uh, some people are coming back um, with having the antibodies in their system and therefore are getting their ban right now. So I, I, was, I was unaware of that until a few weeks ago, that that was the case where some people have been um, they didn't necessarily test positive, but having the antibodies has shown that um, they have had it in the past. And if that antibody level was at a certain either high or low, and I'm not a, I'm not with the CDC, so I don't know what it is, but that would determine whether or not they were kind of safe to go on or not. And the fact that a lot of, the, at least with Lance Archer saying, you know, I, I was fully aware afterwards that i got it from somebody outside of the ring i know places like uh warrior wrestling was the place that tony khan looked at and said hey we can have some fans in here because warrior wrestling did it right and had socially distanced wiping down the ropes and everything and they're taking every precaution that we can but quite obviously when we get guys in the ring without putting their masks on there is that potential to spread that and hopefully that's not what's happening but you look at people and we're getting their opportunity just like anywhere else um you know we gotta hope the testing um is happening and it is happening correctly and it is airing on the side of caution because what we don't want especially my business which is wrestling travel I want to get fans back into the arenas. I want to sell packages. I want to get, I want to meet up with you three at WrestleMania at someday that we need to follow. Yeah, we need to follow these guidelines. And I hope to goodness that all of these, not just the WWE and AEW, but everything from an outlaw show uh, on the way up as far as following these precautions. Because I had said it since April. I don't want some idiotic promoter to break the rules and all of a sudden we've got a breakout stemming from a pro wrestling show and now everybody goes hey pro wrestling shows are banned right um, we've been doing safely here in wisconsin they've been doing it safely at warrior they did it safely down at the independent wrestling expo in dallas uh mission pro thunder rosa everybody's doing things as safely as we can we all know that we can't keep we, we don't know enough about the virus. And here I go, Sid. I'm talking with my hands again every time I'm on here. We still don't know enough about the virus to know uh, where it's happening and stuff. I, I, I can't even turn on the news anymore because we got an outbreak. All my friends over in the UK, their cases are doubling every eight days. So now they're going to go on a second lockdown. Over here in uh, reading the places are opening up, Some either Memphis or Nashville, I read on Twitter, and I know you can't believe everything on the internet, but they opened up their bars and restaurants, and they were afraid to give their results out because hardly anybody contracted the virus. So just we, we talked at the beginning, what a fucking screwed up world we live in. 
Uh, I would just like to turn on the TV. And I'm hoping maybe after these elections, and I know this ain't going to happen, but maybe we can calm down and start going, hey, here's the truth. Here's what we all need to do. I need us to all come together, black, white, brown, green, Republican, Democrat, fat, skinny, beautiful like you guys, not attractive like me. We all need to get on the same page. So I know I went off on a tangent there, but I do know that there is something with the antibodies having them in that, hey, you, you obviously had it. So, I mean, on certain levels, I know that they're, they're taking it to that level. I just, I, I need, we need fans. We need to get there. Um, and I'm not saying we need to rush it and get there now, but we need to be on the right path to getting it back where we have fans, not just in wrestling, but at the Titans games, at the Giants games, at the Green Bay Packer games. We, we all need to just follow and, and get there. And you know what? I need a damn mask that fits my fat head too, by the way. So if anybody wants to donate, let me know. Rant it's, over. It's it's tough on that. Uh, Chrissy, I will go to you on this one. Do you think that anywhere in wrestling they should be running shows right now during this whole pandemic due to what's going on in the two top promotions in WWE and AEW? I think it's possible we can definitely get it done if you are doing the right thing. Checking people. Testing your, your, your performers, testing your staff, uh, um, making sure everything is happening and everyone is wearing masks, making sure that everyone is safe. Because the whole thing is when people are not safe, we're going to be locked down again. And then we but don't want to just say one thing AEW is doing it safe. They are following all these CDD, C, CDC uh, protocols. Even John Alba in his report of it says that AEW is doing it safer than most offices that are returning back to work. So they're doing everything they can to do those precautions. That's why I do want to preface this for anyone who's thinking of commenting while watching this right now. Oh, this is just like what Taz said. You guys are also running a sloppy shop. No, it's not the same no, thing as no WWE. Right. WWE right. didn't do tests for three plus months. AEW right. is right. doing everything in their power to to do this, and it still happened. So th and I do want to preface that. It's hmm? something that it happened. What it sucks because he got it from a family member. So it it, it, it they're, they're and I can I take my hat off to them for doing everything the right way because they didn't want things like this to happen. And it's so unfortunate that you gotta now watch yourself around the people that you go around. When even your own family now, now you're gonna have to have all these other people tested that you were now around. And and it's, 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 I think it can happen. It they're showing it. They're proving it. So, I mean, so, hopefully it'll, you know, we keep our fingers crossed and it can happen, you know? I do have a question. I do have a question with this. Since we all, we know that this is, we, we know that this is partially airborne, right? Yeah. So, one criticism that I did have, and I noticed it strongly on the last episode of AEW Dynamite. The fans that they allow into the arena... They're segregated in this section, but they're very close to each other. Like mm. the group, like I know the ones that comes together, they're gonna be together. But the ones that's not together, that's sitting behind the ones that's not together, they're not far enough. 
Well, and well, the just, seating just, of the, the the place is way big enough mm-hmm. to spread them even further away. So, is that even a thought to potential? Like, did there, there's just too much togetherness there, and if any wrestler or talent or personnel or somebody passes through that area, it, it's just it, it feels like it's open Pandora's box because. When I saw that clip and I saw all of those fans together, and I was like, "That's like forty people together." Well, we haven't seen. Also, I gotta also preface that as well because this is something that John Alba and Sean Rostap were responding to a lot of the comments and kind of getting frustrated with that. This has nothing to do with the fans. That's like I understand. I understand. No, 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 no. That's what I'm. What I let me just say. It's nothing to do with the fans. This is a situation with the performers. This is nothing to do with the fans. What they're doing with the fans, they are following every single protocol, and they are following social distancing. All the fans are are mandatory to wear masks there's been multiple uh reports of fans being kicked out of shows because they weren't wearing masks properly this has nothing to do with the fans this is just about the performers so i do want to you know i i'm all for showing criticism where criticism is due but this has nothing to do with the fans this is about the performers no 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 no, 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 no. i think i think you're missing i think i think you're kind of misunderstanding what i'm saying when it comes to the fans i'm not it's not the fans what you, it's you saying the placement it, of them, not I, no, not I, the fans I, I themselves. Get, get you're under you're talking about the placement of the fans, but we are talking about the performers contracting the virus. No fans have been reported of contracting the virus. We are trying to stick. I'm just trying to dictate this conversation to stick on what the performers can do because I understand that that can be a criticism to multiple people, and it's been a criticism ever since they have invited the fans back. But there has been no instance of any fans testing positive for this virus this is about the performers the staff that have have contracted the virus so i understand that might be a criticism for you but they have not there has been no reports of the fans so i don't want the the conversation to steer to that fair so i'm just a question for you is uh, for you, JJ, how has like this whole pandemic affected your ability to enjoy wrestling with knowing what's going on in AEW and WWE? I mean, it makes it it makes it difficult, but it's like yeah, it's they doing what they can to entertain us, and we've understood that since March. Like even when they put on, you know, when they was putting on the the empty arena shows, and they were like the pioneers, honestly, when they were doing this because at at a time they were the only entertainment. They were on before UFC. They were on before NBA. They were on before MLB. They were on before the NBA. They were on while all of these places shut down. So yeah. they were going to be the guinea pigs for the fuck-ups. They were going to be the guinea pigs for the things that go wrong. So I give them major props to be the ones that is going through all of this. And they are going through every measure, whether it's a success, whether it's a failure, whether it's something that's not working, whether it's something that is working. I give them major props. So it's actually been, I've been able to, a more. I've, it's not more of like enjoying it, it's actually making me appreciate the product more. It's, a, it's appreciating the work that they're all putting in still because we're not in attendance, we're not buying their merchandise, we're not there to pay for the meet and greets, we're not there to give them that residual income, they're still there to perform for the people. And 
it's 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 you know they've had hits, they've had misses, they've had some great events, they've had some poor events. So it, it's basically another year of wrestling. So and I don't think it I don't think it's altered my entertainment value of it. It just obviously with the world going to what it is, it kind of just makes you think of every scenario. It makes you think about everything. But as far as like my entertainment level, no, I think they have been actually all companies that have been putting on some of the most unique entertainment and has been given us some of the best forms of TV that they can possibly give us. So I give them major props to it. So I actually have, I, I give them credit to what they've been trying to do over the course of the pandemic. Yeah, I, I definitely. And to touch on what you said prior to that, I would say that you definitely can show some criticism to the to the staff and the wrestlers that are around ringside in the crowd because they are definitely if you if you think the the fans in that section or placement is wrong they 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 that them or those performers around the ring are a lot closer than even the fans in <laughs> but that, so that, so I think that's kind of so I didn't want to drag it but that's what I was just kind of it kind of like do those performers go ahead and take a couple minutes? Do they actually? Is there some chance that they interact with any of that no. group over there? No, like, no there's a hub. So it, there's a hub. That's why they're. That's why I, I I wanted to steer away from talking about the fans and their placement up in the skybox because that is where they actually have security and they're following the CDC protocols. No matter what we see on television, what we see on television is not really what the distance is between people. That's why I was like, let's not go into that. But the performers and those other people that have tested positive for this thing and the performers around the ringside have not been having social distance. And a lot of them didn't wear masks for such a long time. So we could stick to, you know, focusing on that and show the criticism there. But the fans, we haven't heard anything about any right. fans testing positive. So no, I don't want to talk about that. And I think, the I think, I think and what you're saying, no, I think what you are saying is good clarity for anybody that is watching this that is not paying attention to all the other shows that is going on because this is giving them a lot of the knowledge that they're probably not aware of because a lot of people could be thinking exactly what i'm thinking right now yeah. especially when you see it on wednesday and you're like what the hell like why the hell are they all together like that mm -hmm. knowing that john moxley makes an entrance through the crowd yeah, yeah. so it, so it, it's kind of just one of those things that you it, it's like you probably didn't want to touch it but you probably literally just answered a whole lot of whole lot of questions that people probably had in the midst of what you just said yeah this is why we have these conversations right here on true hill Heat. we gotta move on to our next topic speaking of wwe nxt and aew it is week 47 of the wednesday night war some of you guys favorite part of the true hill heat podcast where we give you the ratings for each show we talk about both shows and we let you know what we thought was the better show for the week if you don't like our opinions you can watch wednesday night warriors with the good brother romeo we want to thank him for being on true hill heat 92 last week and of course chris g where they give their opinion and break down both shows or even if you like just like aew dynamite you could check out ae recap with jimmy and marcus cash with their very very unique takes and chrissy love you want to hit the drums so for week 47 of the Wednesday Night War, WWE NXT finishes off with 696,000 viewers. 
to AEW Dynamite with 835,000 viewers. AEW Dynamite gets its 38th win in the Wednesday Night War to NXT's 8 with one tie. WWE NXT had Kyle O'Reilly defeat Cameron Grimes, Timothy Thatcher, Bronson Reed, and Kushida in the Gauntlet Eliminator to become the number one contender for the NXT Championship for NXT TakeOver 31. We had Candice LeRae win the Battle Royal to face Io Shirai at TakeOver 31, as well as Johnny Gargano attack Damian Priest, following Priest's win over Austin Theory to set up their North American title match at TakeOver 31. Roderick Strong and Danny Birch beat Fabian Eicher and Raul Mendoza to set up a number one contenders match between the UE and Birch and Lorian. That was one of the segments that was changed due to these changes that happened over the week with the coronavirus. And we also had a mystery vignette teasing a returning or debuting star at TakeOver 31 on October 4th. AEW Dynamite had Jon Moxley defeat Eddie Kingston in a good main event to defend the AEW world title. We also had Brody Lee beat Orange Cassidy to successfully defend the TNT championship after the match. A returning black hair, dark Cody Rhodes uh, returned. Huh? I love it. <laughs> Return to attack the Dark Order. We also had the in-ring debut of Miro as he teamed with Kip Sabian to defeat Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. Isaiah Cassidy of Private Party challenged Chris Jericho. Jericho and MJF had the best segment on either show. I'm just going to say that right here as they did another tease of a potential feud between two of the biggest personalities in professional wrestling. Hangman Page defeated Kit Evil Uno with a Mega on commentary while Young Bucks show off their new attitude breaking Tony Schiavone's phone and FTR introduced the 20 minute brush of brush with greatness and teasing match with best friends so I will start with you Justin I don't know if you watch both shows or just watch one but what do you think was the better show for the week um as I stated I'm gonna let make sure Chrissy and JJ know this Every time I do a lockdown session, when I reach out to somebody, they're always like, hey, I'm free Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So it always throws me uh, back into a loop. But I, I'm i a huge proponent of the NXT. I always like that. You got Kyle O'Reilly, Candice LeRae. There's a lot of uh, – sometimes there's a little bit of nonsense going on in AEW, but it's that double-edged sword because I just talked about – AEW Dark and how many opportunities given everybody. So um, I want to. I want that battle to tighten up. Mm. I want that battle to tighten up because I want to see better stuff. And I want just one of them. Them questions that I don't know if we have an answer to. But does the bullshit happening on Raw affect the average guy from watching NXT? If I'm a wrestling fan, I'm like, there's nothing else on. I'm watching Monday Night Raw. But I sure as hell, after watching Retribution, well, I'm tuning into AEW then. I, I think that they got to start thinking in that. It's all under the same umbrella. So um, I go with NXT. Kyle O'Reilly, um, you know, getting that. Candice LeRae, I'm looking forward to her and Io Shirai. So uh, I'm going to go NXT, better show this week, even though I just told you I wasn't able to watch either one of them. So kind of a bullshit answer for me. Somebody call me out on my shit. 
<laughs> Call them out in the comments below for sure. Uh, Miss Chrissy Love, what was the better show for you this week? Okay, so see, here, here's um, so I had my picture and picture on. However, I didn't really pay attention to NXT because I was also looking at the NBA Finals. So, um, I, I'm sorry, NXT. I can't really give you a good grade because I didn't really watch it because I was mostly watching uh. AEW and the finals and I was more so watching the finals however I did enjoy AEW and I marked out when I seen Cody with dark hair just like I have dark hair right now so um yeah I'm going to give it to AEW um I really enjoyed the Chris Jer Chris Jericho I mean that segment that he did was phenomenal MJF yet again phenomenal like they're not giving you they're they're putting the pieces, the little pieces together bit by bit by bit. They have some lackluster shows, and then they come up with better. You know, they get better. They're like, how can we change what we did last week? So I'm going to go with AEW. Top guy, JJ, what, what do you think? AEW or NXT this week? It's about time that this finally felt, to me, way closer of a week than usual. Like, I, when I say love, love the fact that Kyle O'Reilly is going to take over to fight Finn Balor, like, I am hoping that they put on one of the matches of the year. Like, I, I love Kyle O'Reilly. Like, the fact Kyle that he's getting, he's getting a push for this inning, like, that is giving me, like, favoritism points right there because I love, and then the, 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 the substitute UE match, the tag match. Roderick Strong and was it uh, Danny Birch? Mm -hmm. That to me, that match was just straight hard hitting. That was just a straight badass match. But the thing with NXT to me, I just felt like NXT just had a bunch of matches. Like mm -hmm. NXT was a bunch of matches, and AEW had a. I thought AEW was a little rough. Like I thought AEW was a little rough. Um, especially the first hour. Like the first hour to me was like garbage. And then Matt Hardy kicked it off in the second hour to me. It was like, oh, God, this is about to get a whole lot worse. And then Chris Jericho, the demo god, saved my night. Yeah. And then, so, I, I would I would say for favoritism purposes, I'm going to give the slight edge to NXT this week. Even though AEW might have had more meat to it because the Brody Lee promo was phenomenal. The Eddie Kingston uh, Moxley match was really, really good. The Jericho and MJF back and forth promo was fucking phenomenal. But to me, AEW was more on promos this week and any NXT was bigger on matches. NXT yeah. had the matches, AEW had the show. So mm. my favorite for that, I'm going to go NXT for that based on NXT having some bangers for matches. Okay. Yeah, this was, I have to agree with Top Guy JJ, this was a lot closer week than uh, usual. I'd say the Gauntlet Eliminator with Kyle O'Reilly winning was the best match of the night for sure. But I'm going to give this week to AEW. I also agree the first hour of AEW was really rough. The tag team opener was not a good matchup. Uh, it was just very sloppy. And um, Miro, Miro, Miro did not look as great as he should have in his debut matchup. 
Um, I did enjoy Hangman Page versus Evil Uno with Kenny Omega on commentary. Kenny Omega on commentary might be my favorite person on commentary. He had one of the best lines of the year. He said, "He said, Evil Uno, um, where's this uh, protective uh, uh, clothes? Not only for his hideous uh, his hideous physique, but because he because he gives him extra padding for blows. I mean, that was one of the best calls of, of the year. Kenny Omega's been awesome on commentary, in my opinion." Um, but it was really rough other than that one matchup, but they really turned things around with Cody's return. Brody Lee versus uh, Orange Cassidy was a really good matchup, mm-hmm. as well as the women's tag team matchup with uh, Rosa and Sheeta beating uh, yeah. Ivelisse and Diamante, and the main event delivered. That was like a mini G1 matchup, and it was just, it felt like just an appetizer of what's to come between Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, because I feel like we're going to get more of that down the line so i really enjoyed that stuff but the real reason i gave it to aew is because outside of the gauntlet eliminator on nxt nothing much happened once again that right. that's that's right. always the thing right. with, with nxt i agree i agree the tag team matchup was fun Roderick strong always looks great in tag team matches when he comes in for the hot tag but that battle royal to kick off the show was just as bad as joey janela and sunny kiss versus miro and kip sabian they had some women in there that should never be on tv casey canazaro tried to save this match by playing the kofi kingston role but other than her and other than Candice uh, winning and setting up a good matchup with Io Shirai, that match was trash. That that's just that's just how I feel. And outside of the tag team match and the Gauntlet Eliminator, I probably will forget about this NXT episode by the next True Hill Heat. So that's why I give it to AEW. Absolutely. I just have a question about this. I just totally felt that Mira was so out of place. I just felt he was so out of place in that match. Like, I just felt like he was in the wrong match. I, I disagree. I just feel that it was just a lot of off timing. And I feel like this was the right place for him because in this match, he looks like a main eventer because in comparison to everybody else, he's the guy that's jacked. He looks in incredible shape. And you can't mm. put him in there with John Moxley, Chris Jericho I, right no, off no, the I bat. Got, I got that. You, you got to start him off slow. And I think this and the way they booked that match with Kip Sabian kind of trying to take the spotlight away from him sets up what I talked about, I think, two weeks ago on True Hill Heat, that this is all leading to Miro tearing apart Kip Sabian on the wedding this this partnership is going to be short-lived and they did tease that in this matchup so i liked the placement it was just the execution of the match was off okay so so yeah we got to move on to the rest of our news wwe news we had alexa bliss comment on our lord and savior ufc hall of famer and the baddest bitch on the planet ronda rousey who has been training apparently to get back in the ring uh alexa bliss on her new podcast uncool commented on rousey's time in wwe and i quote our whole roster is dependent on more than just one person and i think that there are uh, wouldn't be an impact of ronda rousey if it wasn't for the woman opposite of her in the ring helping her get there you know a lot of bodies laid down for her success and it just goes to show that all of our women can be main eventers and all of our women can have that spotlight obviously it was great having ronda in wwe but not much really it's a group effort and a team effort what's your thoughts on that miss chrissy love 
I love everything she just said because that's exactly how I feel. Hmm. But I have what? a question for you. How many how many all women's uh, pay per views you've had since Rousey left, and how many women have main evented WrestleMania since she left? Okay. Or a pay per view in general. Hmm. And and did Ronda Rousey really need people to lay down for her success? I think she was successful before she came to WWE. Correct. She UFC UFC okay. Hall of Famer. That's a part of my introduction for her. I said she was success- very successful before she got there. And then they made it all about her like she was the only woman that was on the damn roster. They shoved her down our throats, friend. Don't forget that. I mean, they said the same thing about Roman, and now he's the only superstar that they have in WWE. Okay, so, you know, Oh, my God. You know, whatever. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, we also, WWE News, WWE applies for counter trademarks against Cody for... <laughs> What? I'm up for people. <laughs> this is, this is, if, it, if, it, if it has to do with Ronda Rousey, I gotta go to you. Can have a whole another episode. have a whole another episode of True Hill Heat with with Chrissy's feelings about Ronda Rousey. I'll tell you, you know that. You absolutely can. Oh, it's, right underneath my fingernails, like that. You, he, he just likes to just get right underneath the skin. And Becky Lynch can't even save her because she about to have a kid. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm next year, if that. You, you ain't seeing Becky Lynch until like WrestleMania 38. Yep. <laughs> she gonna be a mom for a little while, boo boo. Like, damn, can she be a mom for a little bit? P- paternity leave—that's what they call it. WWE applies for counter <laughs> for counter trademarks against Cody for Slamboree and the match beyond. Roman Reigns reveals that WWE paid him during the pandemic while he was. Uh, at home. Speaking of Roman, in a recent interview, The Rock admits that he would be interested in facing Roman at WrestleMania if he returns and would love to raise his hand in victory. What's the old god for? Oh, God. Come on. Like, all right. Okay, all right I, 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 we don't need The Rock in wrestling anymore. Like, like, we don't need, like, I, 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 deadass. Like, what? It's literally to just come back for like a month to promote a match to put somebody. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just, I'm just not. He can make an appearance, make an appearance and show some love and do, but to build a program around him again, I'm good. Bro, I was with you on that same page for WrestleMania 28. I was in Miami. I said, I'm, before I joined Wrestling Travel, when it was very difficult on my own to drop money for tickets, hotels, flights, and everything, thank goodness for Wrestling Travel. Cheap plug. <laughs> I'm going, hey, Cena. And if you, get the, if you get the Rock Cena Blu-ray, where you get all the promos and stuff, it's worth it. But I was like, dude, Cena's got to work here on Monday morning. You know, The Rock's going to, I go, I don't want him there. I don't need him. And I predicted that um, Cena was going to win. I'm like, how could they put that over? But watch the McMahon DVD when he brings in all these guys to WrestleMania. Because if I can get the spotlight from some other area of entertainment, Iron Mike Tyson, whoever, bring him in. I paid him $10 million. Vince, was it worth it? Yeah, it was. Because now I got all these other eyes on them. I got national news media outlets. The Rock being the megastar that he is, um, is going to bring all kinds of more eyes from Hollywood on it. So I know exactly where you're coming from, 
And part of me really wants to, really wants to agree with you, but it's true heel heat. I'm giving you the heat and going, I, I, I think this would be great. But I do. But the wrestler in me goes, yeah. Roman he Reigns just, is still got to be there on Monday I feel. I should have felt lukewarm. That shit ain't feel like no heat. It, it just feels Ooh. like that's the right thing with this story that's going on. Roman versus Rock should be the culmination of that at WrestleMania. And Rock says that he wants to raise Roman's hand. He says he won't do that bullshit like he did with John Cena of, oh, oh, you know, you know, he wins the first one and then you'll get your win back. Rock said he's not down for that. He actually said that verbatim in the interview stephanie mcmahon sells her 2.2 million dollars worth of her wwe stock in very interesting news there vince mcmahon is looking to push bianca belair and peyton royce as of now reported by wrestling observer radio fightful select reports that wwe is planning on bringing back forgotten sons and edge reportedly spoke to the group about how to handle themselves backstage after the recent uh, controversy surrounding them in Jason Riker. Uh, hopefully, Jackson Riker is not a part of that group anymore. Well, he is. He is, unfortunately. That's one of the people he had to talk to. How is that even possible? Hey, he has an opinion. He didn't. He didn't kill anybody. Apparently, uh, Naomi has an unexpected surgery on Thursday to remove a massive fibroid. So, our thoughts and prayers to her. Wrestling Vol Wrestle Volts reported that Bobby Roode will be returning to television very soon. SmackDown drew 1.9 million viewers, which is down under 2 million for the first time since Roman's return. And Raw drew 1.6 million, down slightly, but on par with the previous week so they've been pulling in pretty decent ratings against monday night football aew news aew late night dynamite drew 585,000 viewers for their 12 30 a.m show on tuesday night and a and zero in nxt ratings wow that's and crazy. 0.26 rating in 18 to 49 keen demo which was actually better than nxt super tuesday did on uh when they were sad. unopposed that's sad he ranked number nine in. <laughs> he ranked number nine in the cable one fifty as well. Dave, Dynamite came on at midnight. <laughs> yes, sad. Very sad. Dave Meltzer, Uncle Drunk Dave Meltzer, as I like to call him, on Wrestling Observer Newsletter, rated the parking lot fight from AEW Dynamite last week with five stars. First match to be rated that since the pandemic, and first TV match uh, since 2018. Chrissy Love, you had a lot of praise for the parking lot fight. Was it the best match you've seen since the pandemic? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it deserves five stars. It was such a good match. And we're not talking about cinematic matches. We're talking about like a wrestling match, but it had a stipulation that was outside. Everything about that whole match was awesome. And then mom came in the minivan, even made it even better. Like icing on the cake. It's like the cherry on top of the Sunday. Epic ending for sure. New Japan news. We had Kevin Kelly announce uh, that the English commentary for each night of the G1 will be on tape delay. So it will be a couple of days before they have the English commentary for each show. While the final three nights will have live English commentary. Like Chrissy Love who's just joining the G1 bandwagon. Watch it with Japanese commentary. Trust me. They, the, the English commentary is doing it on tape delay. So they're not doing it live. You won't get that live and energy uh, only on the japanese commentary i like they like the voice you know how you okay you ever watch a movie and it got the voiceovers 
and there's in Spanish, it's in Spanish, but you got the English people, and they're like so delayed, and it's just like hard. Like it's okay, I'll take it, but it's, I'm not gonna really enjoy it, really, because it's not the real thing. So that's what that feels like. So I, I guess that proved that that now that that makes sense that the other commentators are live, they're there, and the other ones are just like reading it on a Zoom. Pretty much. Impact Wrestling News, Tennille Dashwood signs officially with Impact. I know you're very happy to hear that, Top Guy JJ. Yes, yes. I finally get to watch an exclusive program to see my baby in. Yes, it's going to give me a reason to watch something on Tuesday nights. Thank goodness. There you go. MLW have added uh, more content to the zone, including their pay-per-view from last year's Saturday Night Super Fight. MLW is about to kick off with the restart. I know you're looking forward to MLW for sure, Justin, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love MLW and what they're doing. Um, we're really tight with Alicia Toot. Uh, really looking forward to seeing her back there. I love I love the Von Erics. I love Hammerstone. Uh Filthy Tom Lawler, Contra. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the restart. So much talent over there at MLW, so it's very much a good thing with them coming back with their restart. Speaking of MLW talent, Davey Boy Smith Jr. and AEW World Champion John Moxley have been confirmed for Bloodsport on uh, October 11th. And our final bit of news, Fightful Select reports our good friend that we had on True Hills, BTR Royce Isaacs, formerly of Strictly Business, has requested and was granted his release from NWA, joining Ziggy Dice and Ricky starts among others so we want to send our congrats and looking forward to the future for Royce Isaacs for sure hopefully we can get him back on here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel so we can talk about his future in professional wrestling so preview and predictions time we got a jam-packed week coming up First off, Saturday, we got Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series Night 3. I'm going to run through a bit of the card, and I got to get Justin's uh, thoughts because he's going to be there live. We're going to see the North versus Airwolf and Angel Dorado. You got the big one. This one has been a lot of buildup after Joey Janela was attacked by two masked men. The masked men revealed themselves to be none other than Robert Anthony and our good friend of True Hill Heat, uh, True Hill's BTR alumni, Frank the Clown in this going to be a no DQ match between Anthony and Janela. We got the return to independent wrestling of Mike Bennett as he versus ROH's own Cheeseburger. Kylie Ray versus Madison Rain in her final independent match. This one is going to be for the Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship. And then in the main event is going to be Brian Pillman Jr. versus Trey Miguel of the Rascals for the Warrior Wrestling Championship. Justin, what match are you most looking forward to this coming Saturday when you're going to be there live? I'm looking forward to Robert Anthony and Joey Janela. Joey Janela, as I talked earlier on our podcast, has continued to impress me. Uh, I feel sorry for kind of uh, sleeping on him and listening to all the other critics. He he killed it with Warhorse um, the other week. Um, the main event, Trey Miguel and Brian Pillman Jr., the most important title in independent wrestling right now is the Warrior Wrestling Championship. Um, the North, my favorite tag team of all time. And the boys that go to Airwolf and those, those guys can bring it. That's going to be... An exciting match. What I do, and, and Madison Rain and Kylie Ray, I, I can't wait to see that. 
What I look forward to wrestling is just kind of warrior wrestling. What I talked about is these hidden matches. Now, who's going to take on Rhino? Rhino was scheduled to take on Lance Archer. We know that Alex Zane is supposed to take on Brian Cage. Uh, do we get a Rhino-Brian Cage matchup? I'd be all up for that, but now I want to see some other matches. I want to maybe see them bring in some of the, the talent from from Chicago, the area, um, so we can watch some of these next-generation uh, superstars. So I'm looking forward to I know that Warrior Wrestling is not going to hold the show after this until probably late spring. So this is going to go out with a bang. If you cannot be there in Chicago, you must get this on Fight TV. Uh, it's going to be worth watching. And I, like I talked about on Wrestling Travels podcast, the bundle is very affordable. Only, I think, 35 bucks, uh, 25 if you're in the UK for three jam-packed shows. If you missed out on week, on week one or week two, you can get all three shows for a very affordable price. Instead of $15 for each show, just pay the bundle price and you get jam-packed wrestling from the last couple of weeks. But this is going to be the big finale. So shout out to Steve Tortorello, the promoter of Royal Wrestling and everyone out there because i know it's going to be a huge show for you to enjoy in chicago justin enjoy that ride up of course as well and we got to do our rapid fire predictions for the g1 climax 30 we got four shows coming up this week the 20 20- god damn yes indeed and i'm gonna be up <laughs> at, i'm gonna be up at 5 a.m I'm going to be up at 5 a.m. every day. You you guys shouldn't be complaining as much as I should, even though Har- Harlem Harlem uh, Rain is my alarm clock because she wakes up at 5 a.m. anyway. Um, September 27th, A-Block competition. They're in my favorite city in Japan, Kobe. You know it. Uh, Taishi will go one-on-one with Yujiro Takahashi. Taishi is 2-0 in the A block. Yujiro is 0-2. Who do you got in this one? We'll start with you, Chrissy Love. Say his name again. You got Taishi versus Yujiro Takahashi. Taishi. Going with Taishi. Top guy, JJ? I'll, I'll go with Takahashi. And <laughs> Justin? Takahashi on that one. I'm going to agree with Chrissy Love. Taishi coming off a big win against Suzuki gets the win here to go 3-0. and You got Jeff Cobb going one-on-one with Minoru Suzuki. This is going to be hard-hitting. Big boys doing hard-hitting, hard-hitting shit. This is one that's going to be a barn burner. Who do you got in this one, Top Guy JJ? For some reason, Jeff Cobb wins these matches for no reason. Like, Jeff Cobb is going to win this match for absolutely no reason because he's going to get nothing out of it. This is a reason because if he beats Minoru Suzuki, he will Watch. possibly get a never open weight title match against him oh, after gosh. after the yeah. fact. And he's and he's a new I'm signee to begging New Japan. To be wrong about him getting victories for no reason, but it seems like he just gets victories for no reason. Hey, he just came off a big win against Shingo. He is one and one in the in the A block, while Suzuki is also one and one. Who do you got, Justin? This is uh, Cobb versus Suzuki. And I want to lean towards Cobb because he's my boy, but this is going to be a banger, as the kids say. But I'm still mm-hmm. going to go Jeff Cobb. Who do you got, Chrissy Love, Cobb or Suzuki? I got Cobb. I'm going to make it unanimous and go with Cobb in this one to get a never open weight title match. This one is a, as I called it on our G1 preview, a CBE. Certified Banger Extreme. It is going to be Koto Obushi, who is one and one in the A block versus T- 
Tomohiro Ishii, who is 0-2. These are going to be another hard-hitting affair. I am going to predict Ishii to get the victory in his first win in the A block. Chrissy Love? Ishii for the win because he's 0-2 right now, so he got to win something. Justin? I'm going to go Ibushi because he's a recent follower of ours on Twitter. So I got to, he kind of, he gets my vote. Got to support him. Uh, Top guy, JJ? I guess I'm going to go with Ibushi too, man. You know, I got I got to support the supporter, man. You know, I'm going to go with Ibushi here. Even up the odds. This one is another CBE as Os- Will Ospreay, who is 2-0, goes one-on-one with Shingo Takagi, who is 0-2. This is a rematch of the best of the Super Junior Finals from last year, which was, my opinion, the 2019 match of the year. Who do you got in this one, Justin? Uh... His name just escaped me, but not Osprey. Shingo? Shingo. Shingo. (laughs) Uh, Chrissy Love? Shingo. Top Guy JJ? I'm definitely going with Osprey. I am going to agree with Chrissy Love and Justin. I'm going to go with Shingo to get his win back from losing last year. And finally, in the main event, this is a rematch from a match that me and Top Guy JJ was live for last year in Madison Square Garden. It is going to be Kazuko Okada, who is 1-1 versus J1, as he likes to call it, Switchblade J White, who is 2-0. Who do you got in this one, Top Guy JJ? Yeah, that's odd. Mm. Mm. Mm, this one is tough. This one tough. I, I gotta go with J one on this one, man. I gotta go J one on this one, man. He 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 he's something special, man. That that kid is something special. I think I'm gonna agree with you and say Switchblade gets the victory here to go three and zero. Who do you got, Justin? I gotta go J White as well. Chrissy Love. Uh, definitely gonna go with a Mr. J White. Jay White across the board. On the 29th, they are in Kurgan Hall for B-Block competition. Wait, hold on. Did that just happen? What? Did Kazuka Okada just get mentioned in a match and no one picked him to win? No one picked him to win. Did that, did that, that has to be the first time ever on True Hill Heat. How many near falls in this match, ever. though? This one will have a lot of near falls towards the end. This one is going to be great. And J1 has has Okada's number outside of that win in Madison Square Garden. That's the only time Okada has beat him in three matches. So this is their fourth match, and I think J1 wins again. Uh, September 29th, B-Block is back in Kurgan Hall. Sanada, who is 0-2, will go one-on-one with Yoshiashi, who is also 0-2. And this one, Chrissy Love. Say the name again. Sonata versus Yoshihashi. Uh, Sonata. Justin. I gotta agree, Sonata on that one. Uh, Top Guy JJ. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Sonata on this one. I agree with you guys. I'm going to go with Sonata. Kenta will go one-on-one with Zack Sabre Jr. Kenta is one-and-one. Zack Sabre Jr. also one-and-one. Who do you got? Bullet Club versus Suzuki Gun. ZSJ versus Kenta. I am going to go with... Kenta in this one. Justin? I agree, Kenta. Top guy, JJ? I'm not a fan of Kenta, so I'm just going to go Zack Sabre just because I'm not a fan of Kenta. And Chrissy (laughs) Chrissy Love? Um, Kenta's on Bullet Club, correct me if I'm wrong? Yes. That's the one I'm going with, Kenta then. We got Kenta's on the Blank Club. (laughs) Hiroshi Tanahashi. 
Hiroshi Tanahashi, who is now 0-2 after losing to Tori Yano on night five. Yes, I said Tori Yano has defeated Tanahashi and Okada in the past <laughs> month. Uh, we'll go one-on-one with Juice Robinson, who is 2-0 in the in the B block. So Juice versus Tanahashi. Who you got, Chrissy Love? Uh, um, Juice. Who do you got, JJ? Uh, hard. I don't I, just, just, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't pick Juice. I can't pick Juice. So you're going with Tadahashi? Yes. Justin. Agreeing with JJ Tanahashi. I'm going with Tadahashi as well. And the the two and O King of Pro Wrestling himself, Toriano, will go one on one with the former IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Champion of the Bullet Club, Evil. Who you got? Evil versus Yano, Justin. Uh, does Evil have Dick Togo in his corner for this? Yes, it's Evil Dick. Can Toriano overcome Dick. Evil Dick? Yeah, I'm going Evil. Who you got, who you got Chrissy Love? Evil. <laughs> and JJ? I'm definitely going with the combo of Evil Dick, baby. I'm gonna Evil Dick with... in the climax, Chrissy Love. I remember when <laughs> last time I was, I was on you. Say, oh my God, Justin, you were in my head. Because I was just going to say, see <laughs> why I'm th- going to think such evil, th- such nasty thoughts? Because how are you going to put climax? And then evil and dick in the same sentence. Hey, it is, is what it is. is. The cat, this is the cast of a porn right here, baby. Starring evil dick. Pretty yep. much. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you guys. Say evil dick gets the win in this one. On uh, and in our in our main event, it is the two and zero Tensuya Naito going one on one with one and one Hiroki Goto. Who you got, Naito versus Goto? We'll start with you, JJ. Uh, I'll go with Naito. I'll go with Naito. I think I think this is pretty easy for Naito. Chrissy Love. Naito. Justin. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Naito as well. Yeah. Naito across the board, unanimous on this one. September 30th, A Block is back. This time in Kurgan Hall, you got Suzuki versus Yujiro. Who you got, J- JJ? Oh, I'm not going against Suzuki. Justin. Suzuki. Chrissy Love. I got Suzuki. And I'm going to agree with you guys. Suzuki across the board. Ubushi versus Jeff Cobb. This one is going to be another CBE certified banger. Who you got? Uh, Chrissy Love. Um, you said Jeff Cobb and who else? And Koto Ibushi. Ooh. Cobbs. Uh, Justin? Man, I, you know, I appreciate the follow, Ibushi. For wrestling travel, but I gotta go with my boy Jeff Cobb. I am gonna go with Abushi on this one and JJ. And I said, this is why Cobb wins matches for no reason because he's about to lose to Ibushi. <laughs> and we got <laughs> next Okada versus Tadahashi. Uh, who you got, JJ? Ooh, ooh. Is that Okada versus Tanahashi? No, Taishi. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh Taishi. Oh, okay. So that's mm-hmm. that's Okada. Okay, well, Okada will get that win. <laughs> Okada will get that win. Okada will get that yeah. win. <laughs> I I agree with you. I think Okada wins that one. Okada versus Tada Taishi. Uh, Chrissy Love. Um, I got um, Okada. And Justin. Yeah, I thought you said Tanahashi as well, but I'm going to go Okada. I did. Yeah. I, I, I fixed no, it. He, he, he fixed it. <laughs> and next up, you got this one is another CBE, in my opinion. Will Ospreay versus Jay White. This time, I'm going to say Jay White Ooh. does lose, and Will Ospreay gets the victory Ooh. over Jay White. Me and t- t- Top Guy JJ will Wait, also. What night is this on? 
This is on September 30th. Ooh, I got to catch that one. I got to catch that one. Who do you got, JJ? Ooh, that is tough. Fuck. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Will Ospreay, and to me, what would be an upset? Yeah. Uh, Justin? I'm gonna go Jay White. Chrissy Love? Mm, Ospreay. Ospreay and a couple of... Oh, I gotta set my for calendar White. for that one. I can't miss that <laughs> shit. I need to see that. It's gonna be a fucking... Woo! And another CBE, in my opinion, the main event is going to be Shingo Tagagi going one-on-one with Tomohiro Ishii. This one is going to be very good, and I'm going to go with Ishii in this one. Who you got, Chrissy Love? Ishii. Justin? Same. And top guy, JJ? Queen Sweet. And then the final matchup before next week's True Hill Heat 94 is on October 1st, B-Block in Nagohu. You got Juice versus Yano. Who do you got, JJ? Is that Juice versus Yano? Yep. Um, I'm definitely going to go Yano. This seems like a match for Yano to win, so I'm going to go with Yano as well. Uh, who do you got, Chrissy Love? Uh, same, agree. Yano. Justin? Sweet sweep, Yano. Goto versus ZSJ. We'll start with you, Justin. Goto. Chrissy Love. Say it again. ZSJ versus Goto. Oh, Zack Saber. Uh, JJ. Uh, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna go ZSJ to get on going a little bit of a roll. I'm gonna go with Goto in this one. Tadahashi going one on one with Yoshihashi. Who you got, Chrissy Love? Oh my God, there's so many. Look. <laughs> you said Yano, right? Huh? Say the name again. <laughs> like, Tada, Tadahashi versus Yoshihashi. Okay, okay, Yoshihashi. That's the okay, Yoshihashi. Wow, you're just shitting on Tadahashi. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tadahashi. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go with Tadahashi in this one. Who you got, Justin? Tadahashi, please. JJ. Yeah, I'm definitely going Tadahashi. This one is going to be interesting. Both of the top matches are stable mates going one on one as Bullet Club battles. Evil versus Kenta. Who you got, JJ? You gonna ask me if we need another Kenta match for Evil for sure? Evil dick combo prevails again, baby. I'm going with Kenta in this one. Who you got, Chrissy Love? Evil. Evil what? Chrissy what? I said for the climax. <laughs> <laughs> and Justin, I'll go Evil Dick, but uh, I do like uh, I do like Kenta, but I'll go Evil Dick just just to keep it unclean. And the final matchup that we predict from the G One Thirty for the week, this one will be very good. CBE certified banger extreme battle of Lij in Sonata's hometown. Sonata versus Tensuya Naito. Who you got, Chrissy Love? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, hometown wins. Sonata. Sonata. I am gonna agree with you and go with Sonata in this one. Who you got, Justin? I'll go Sonata, please. And Damn, I thought I was gonna be on. The, I thought I was gonna be on the, min- the minority with this one. I'm gonna go with Sonata with the upset. Absolutely. And then final final event for us to predict. We can go through this pretty fast. It's been a 
interesting build-up to WWE Clash of Champions on Sunday on the kickoff show, Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Selena Vega. I'm going to go with Asuka. Asuka in this one. Chrissy Love? Disrespectful that her, that she's on a kickoff show, first of all. Why are we still doing kickoff shows in a, in, in a pandemic, first of all? Um, however, um, Asuka's definitely going to win. Top guy, JJ? It's way too much time, Asuka. Yes. Justin? <laughs> All right, the U.S. title match Bobby Lashley of the Hurt Business goes one-on-one with Apollo Crews for the 87th time. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. Who you got, JJ? Yeah, I hope, I hope Lashley ends this bullshit already. Uh, Chrissy Love? Bobby Lashley for the win. Justin? Lashley. This one will be, in my opinion, Matches the only... so not exciting at all. No, this one is exciting, and it, in my opinion, the only CBE for Clash of Champions for the Intercontinental Championship ladder yes. match. Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. Who you got? Justin. Justin? Uh, I'm gonna... That's tough. Any one of them, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep with Hardy. JJ? I am gonna go with the phenomenal one. Chrissy Love? Um, I was actually going to go with Sami Zayn. Oh, so I will break the tie here, and I will agree with Mrs. Smackdown herself, and I will go with Sami Zayn. I Raw- think I'll be back tonight. I'm hoping. Please don't waste more time than we need to. Raw Tag Team titles for the 100th time. Street Profits versus uh, Angel Garza and Andrade. What you got? Uh, Chrissy Love. Uh, I think uh, Angel and... Uh, Andrade are going to win. I got the Street Profits. JJ? Red Cups. Uh, and Justin? Street Profits. SmackDown Tag Team Titles, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Lucha House Party. Cesaro and Shinsuke for oh, me. fuck? Chrissy Love? Shinsuke and Cesaro. JJ? Oh, next match, please. Thank Justin? Your winners and new SmackDown Tag Champions, Lucha House Party. Okay. I, 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 I like, I like, I like that. You, you gave something different. That's cool. He, he's going different. Women's tag team titles on the line: Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus the Riot Squad. I'm gonna go with Shayna. But they're on the main. They're on the main. The main show, but Oscar's on the pre-show. Get the yeah, hell. Yes, out. yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm, this, I'm this going. A class of shit. I'm going with Shayna and Nia in this one. Oh, Who you got, Chrissy? Shayna and, and Nia, yeah. But disrespectful. So Justin? Shayna. Uh, and JJ? Clearly, yeah. Retained. SmackDown Women's title for the 50 millionth time. Bailey versus Nikki Cross. I'm going with Bailey. JJ? I am going to obviously go with Bailey. Duh. I mean, I like the- Justin? pay-per-view is garbage yes justin i couldn't hear you they're they're gonna keep it on bailey it's gonna be bailey uh chrissy love with bailey for the win and we got our final two matches universal title roman reigns versus jay uso who you got uh jj uh yeah again more predictable shit roman is gonna retain clearly and a pretty good match though this match is actually gonna be better this might be one of the best matches of the night yes Chrissy love Roman for the win. I think I th- definitely think they're going to perform their asses off. Justin? Yep, Roman, but I think it's going to tell a really good story. 
I'm agree with you. Roman destroys Jey Uso. WWE Championship Ambulance Match: Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, and I am going with Orton for his 14th title win. JJ. Uh, yeah, yeah. That poetic story that Randy Orton gave on Raw leads to him getting his 14th WWE Championship run. Justin, I'm gonna go with Drew. Chrissy Love. I'm going with Orton for the win. Yes, and that is all for our predictions for Clash of Champions G1 and Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series. You can check out all of that action over the week and the weekend. It's a jam-packed weekend for professional wrestling. We have our outro here for True Hill Heat 93. Three editions of J News Japan are up on the YouTube channel right now for New Japan Strong Episode 8, as well as Night 1 and 2 of the G1 and Night 3 and 4 of the g1 with our good brother news breaking everything down all new true rewind and the return of smackdown with the lynches is up on our youtube channel you can expect new episodes for that next week and we will have our wwe clash of champions pay-per-view roundtable which will be up next week as well i want to thank justin clapper of wrestling travel for being on true hill heat 93 good brother thank you very much for your second appearance on our podcast Hey, thank you guys for having me. It's always a pleasure. Uh, if I can do a little plug, we're going to have our podcast number 12 that is going to drop tomorrow, Friday, September 25th, with a very special guest from True Hill Heat, SP3. And I want to open the invitation uh, for uh, Top Guy JJ and Chrissy. Oh, we do record Thursday mornings. I know that is tough, but if we can get you on. We'd love to have you on someday. Um, I also cannot wait for uh, Warrior Wrestling. Um, this week, coming up on the lockdown session, it's kind of been Promoters Week. I'm going to feature John Bullard, the promoter from Chicagoland Championship Wrestling. They're running an event on October 3rd. Steve Saxon, the promoter of PWI UK Pro Wrestling International UK, is going to make an appearance. And as always, from our friends at Powered 4 TV, we're going to have a great free bonus match please give us a follow on youtube i am at clapper 77 on twitter i could always use a few more followers and a little bit of love and as always at wrestling travel we've got a huge announcement coming up on october 4th i believe if you can go to wrestling travel and sign up uh you're gonna get that announcement ahead of time and i don't want to give anything away it's well worth it if you're a wrestling fan uh, who likes to go places it's well worth it you're gonna get um, a big jump on everybody else for our big announcement. So, thank you again, guys and girls. Thank you so much for being oh, yeah. on the podcast. You are always a great guest to have on. JJ, Chrissy Love, where can they find you online? Um, just want to note that when I do meet you, Justin, I am going to give you like the biggest hug. You look like the biggest teddy bear ever. I'm going to give you the biggest hug when I finally meet you in person. Um, but you can find me on IG and Twitter and on Facebook, uh, underscore, uh, Miss Chrissy Love or Chrissy Love underscore and also Crystal Lynch. And Thursday mornings. What, what, what time is this on Thursday mornings? I would be like, like one Thursday morning left available. 11 a.m. be 11 a.m. Eastern time. Today we did it at noon Eastern time. We can do some adjustments for you. As long as, are you promising me a big bear hug when we meet too, JJ, or is that off the table? 
<laughs> you know what? Bear hugs are not off the table for me. I will give you a big bear hug, my friend. Bear hugs are not off the table. I got you on that. Bear hug it is. But on Instagram, you can find me at Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. At Facebook, I'm Justin Johnson, and I will be definitely down to do a to do a guest appearance on a Wrestle Talk podcast. Absolutely, yeah. I love it. Wrestling travel. Wrestling uh, travel. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just got a little overzealous. I just couldn't hold my words back. I kind of threw him off with the bear hug. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, he kind of. Yeah, he kind of. Yeah, he, he kind of. Yeah, you know, I'm a friendly guy too. Sometimes. I'll never give that son of a bitch a bear hug ever. Nope, you shouldn't. Uh, you can follow the True Hills True Hills group page, True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our good friends Wrestling Travel on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Of course, subscribe to their YouTube channel for Justin Clapper on Lockdown Sessions. Our independent promotions, Battle Club Pro, Warrior Wrestling. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Good friends at Uncanny Attractions on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you got YouTube channels to check out for battle club pro as well and warrior wrestling and alex mccarthy our good brother at talk sports check him out on his youtube channel of course there's jimmy macaram where i'm doing the ozark season finale check that out that's a good one that we just reviewed as well as umbrella academy is ongoing and of course miss chrissy love needs a plug because her favorite youtube channel is my battery is dying with marcus cash always love him and you can listen to true hill heat on all your audio platforms so until true hill heat 94 next week for our very special guest justin clapper of wrestling travel for the beautiful the lovely princess of all the true hills miss chrissy love it is the resident true hill alcoholic back with us once again top guy jj and of course it is me it is me your true hill phenom sp3 like this video share it with all your wrestling fans to get up to date on all your wrestling news and until next time we are signing off peace out and justice for brianna taylor say her name <laughs> <laughs>